Hey everybody, uh, hoping, hoping you have a great afternoon here. I'm talking with uh, Antoine today uh, from Financial Modeling Prep, and they have an amazing platform. Uh, today we're about to, uh, we're gonna dive into financial market data trends. Uh, these guys are the pros at it. So without further ado, I uh, would love to get an introduction for your company and what you guys do over there. Sounds good. So yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm like Antoine, I'm running the, the Financial Modeling Prep. And uh, basically what we do is we give access uh, to uh, tech developers uh, to structured uh, financial data. Uh, so our goal is basically to, uh, to have like structure and standardized data to make easy to work uh, with the data because we realize that uh, most of the financial data are like unstructured or in many places. So we gather them uh, into one place and we make it available via like an uh, unlike API. So any developer can like seamlessly uh, use our data and uh, power their application or use them for like a portfolio tracker or like uh, any financial tool. Perfect. So what got you down this path? What, do you have a financial background or what inspired you to start this company? Yeah, so basically it all started in 2012. So me at, uh, at the beginning, uh, I was, study, uh, I was uh, studying finance in France, in Lyon, uh, and all my book was in English. So at some point I say I should go in uh, somewhere that, that, uh, that basically is speaking English. So I went to Montreal. I started at McGill. I took some English classes, and then I went to GMSB, which is like a, a, a business school in in like Canada. It's like a, a Concordia, and uh, I took uh, I took economic and financial uh, specialization, and I do uh, and I did a, a master in financial mod, uh, modeling. And basically, my final thesis was to understand the like impact of DCF uh, and like economic data. So what influenced what? And uh, during my last uh, semester, I did uh, I, I did a boot camp. It was with the Wall Street Prep. It's a it's a company. I, I think they 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 like still there and it was like a huge uh, discount it was like 75 percent so i went there and basically uh, in four days they went uh, to explain you what is a dcf what is a lbo it's basically some financial instrument to to like uh, allow you to acquire a company to evaluate company etc so I did this four days. Uh, it was everything in like Excel. So you win. Uh, so so basically, you go to the company, you extract the financial data, you put it to the Excel, and you create all this modeling uh, stuff. And uh, I found in love with financial modeling. So I was like, uh, this is what I want to do. Uh, I really like it. And uh, and uh, I, I, I projecting values, etc., was really exciting. So, so, so basically, I was uh, so this bootcamp was the best of my five years of master, uh, and I was really like uh, random because I at the last time I took this this like bootcamp because it was in like discount, and uh, basically uh, the only issue is everything was in Excel. Yep. And uh, everything was uh, a bit slow. So the guy always said it was kill Numar. So mm -hmm. he's probably listening. And, and, and basically, he was like, just press F9 
do not make Excel bug because you have circular uh, reference and you put income statement, balance sheet, etc. And the calculate are really complex to, to find basically intrinsic value. It's basically the value that you give at a company at a certain time. So, for example, I evaluate your, your company, uh, I don't know, $100 uh, based on your financial only. So I'm not basing on anything else. And uh, from that, uh, I was like, uh, I was like, there is, it must have a better way of doing that. So then, uh, this is how uh, I started to 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 like learn coding and creating my own financial modeling website because I wanted to make it uh, for all companies and find companies like below market price to basically buy companies undervaluate. Uh, so I created this like website uh, called financial. This is why financial modeling prep. It's because yep. of that. <laughs> uh, uh, and basically, when I created this website, uh, I have always outage because people were scrapping this uh, this like website all the the lag time. And uh, I created an API just to get rid of all the scrapping of the website. Uh, an API is basically a way to informatically access data. So I created this API and I say, hey, don't scrap the website, just use this API. So basically I can control the, the lag server and, you know, make it better for you. And since then, uh, everything started because the API just took off. And uh, the API, it's like 98% of the traffic of the, of the like, uh, company now. Let's call it product market fit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I guess, uh, I, I guess, what are some of the best sources for data that you see out there? I know alternative data is, you know, a really big topic in, in, uh, in the investment space specifically. Um, right. But what kind of trends do you see in financial markets? Um, you know, where are people getting their, their best data from? Yeah, so basically the trend that I see the most in financial, so when I look at, uh, at basically uh, at like our, uh, our like data, is people start to be aware of the economic impact in their finance, which means inflation, interest rate, uh, federal fund rate, uh, uh, all of those data. And you can go, for example, to like US Fred uh, website, SEC, etc. And I see a trend because before people were investing to grow their money, to go to retirement. Now people are investing to fight inflation. Mm -hmm. And this trend is really specific. I saw this since 2000 and maybe one year or two years ago. I saw that those endpoint economic calendar, economic inflation, etc. I saw that those endpoints were, were like mostly hit. And I was like, but so normally people, fin, 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 like user uh, query, stock price, yeah. uh, I don't know, uh, income statement, etc. But those endpoints, maybe one, two user, but it's rare. And basically, um, everything, uh, I saw a shift. And uh, I think the market is shifting this way. So people start to understand that they have to not, uh, to not like invest to grow their money, but to keep their, their, their money and the power that they have to buy, for example, food or anything, because otherwise you lose money. Mm -hmm. so, so I think... The really big topic of this year and the next year will be how an individual or how an investor can uh, can basically fight inflation. So can have his money at least getting because uh, inflation of seven percent it's something enormous. It's uh, we we are talking about uh, losing seven 
percent of your uh, money each year. So, yeah. so, 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 so people now look at interest rate, and now they can put in, for example, in saving account, and mm -hmm. get a four five percent in simple platform like any platform. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, so, so this is I think this is the key. This year was, uh, I think that was, uh, I'm talking about general uh, investor and uh, small investor. That was a key to people to, to like really understand that economic interest rate and inflation are part of their, uh, of their, uh, to their life. So, yeah, so, so basically I think that that trend will be something. And the second trend will be ESG. I saw a lot of ESG. So people start to get aware of uh, you know our uh, planet where we are going and uh, they want to be self-aware of companies that have some impact so mm -hmm. what they want is to know that they are investing in companies that cares about uh, about earth that care about our future and are responsible so that's the two main trends that i see uh, and I can see directly because I see the query on our database I see the like user and I see a shift and I see a real shift uh, from last year and next year, and I see in the next five years that will be the main topic, because uh, especially for like pension plan, etc., they want to keep uh, their at least keep their uh, their like uh, purchasing power. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna come to you next for my stock picks. <laughs> yeah, with all the data, <laughs> that's great. Um, I guess aside from asking you, of course, uh, what are some of the best ways to find and utilize financial data? So the good thing about uh, public company, it is public. So there is uh, the SEC where you can go and check each company. It will take time, uh, but you can access raw data. So you can access the, 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 the like actual statement of the company, their financial, how they publish them, uh, anything. So for example, insider, if there is the company management that is investing in the company, uh, all of those data that are really important because you want to because investing in a in a stock is not just buying Apple, just buying Facebook, just you know, it is investing in the company. So putting your money for a company to grow uh, and to be able to use your money well. So you really want to 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 like know who is running the company, why they are running the company, what they do, what they projected, etc. So I think uh, SEC is a really good uh, source. Uh, there is also the Fred, as I said before, and there is tons of so of uh, new company like uh, there is, for example, uh, uh, Ticker. There is uh, um, uh, there is also, for example, uh, um, Investing.com. Like all of those uh, websites that uh, aggregate data for the people to just save time because the goal is to save time and see what company. But if you really want to uh, to really uh, control what you do, you have to read those pages. You have to read the raw data. You have to go and, uh, on the like SEC and see what management is doing, why they, why they are doing it, because it's your money. So you really want to know uh, where your money is going. It's like government, where your tax goes, what they do, etc. So you have to make a due diligence. And if you're a developer, of course, use an API because you want to automate things to be able to analyze more company at the same time to uh, see the industry. So, yeah, so this is what I would recommend definitely. 
How do you, how do you see AI plan, uh, coming into play with uh, analyzing some of those large data sets, especially finding, uh, identifying trends and, uh, you know, pointing it out for a human to go look at it and say, yep, you definitely, you're definitely onto something here. Yeah. So I, I, I think AI, it's, it's basically amazing. Uh, why? Because uh, it's play a role because uh, 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 me, I, 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 I see this playing a role in like unstructured data. Meaning, like, uh, for example, each year, uh, 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 each quarter, uh, company does earning call. They will talk about, for example, uh, what they're going to do next quarter, how was this quarter, uh, if, they, if the sale was good, where their strategy. And basically, AI allows you to, to grab what they say and to synthesize and to give you a summary, right? So I see a way of structuring the unstructured data and basically give you insight where before you would use uh, regex or really like complex algorithm that you have to yeah. extract like what, what the like CEO say. And now with like AI, you can, for example, listen to like, uh, 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 like a meeting and say those are the key steps uh, yeah. what's happening, etc. And I see AI playing a real role uh, in that. Uh, yeah. And basically, uh, uh, save you time in all things that you were doing manually. So listening to earning call, listening to Fed meetings, so about interest rate, uh, listening about the government, what they are going to do, the investment, etc. So basically, to structure the unstructure and to give insight to the investor. That's a smart way of putting it. So, you know, the best use of AI that I've seen for companies that are doing it right, it's uh, kind of an 80-20 rule. It's a Pareto principle. Um, mm -hmm. They can use AI to do kind of 80% of like the, the you know, the lifting leg work, if you will, uh, to kind of, like you said, structure the unstructured data and kind of make it make sense. And then yep. you need a human to kind of go in there and, you know, do the trend analysis and everything. But exactly. um, AI employed effectively can be, you know, very powerful and useful. Yeah, um, totally agree. Totally I guess... Agree. How can uh, SMBs take advantage of some of the macro trends that are going on now to uh, better run their business? Um, you know, even considering that we're you know potentially seeing an economic slowdown, even though they say there's a re recession coming, but you know we'll, we'll see when and how that comes about. Yeah, uh, uh, what I what I think is uh, the most uh, the, 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 the 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 better way is to basically uh, uh, use uh, uh, the new tool. So I mean, I mean, basically now we are in an exceptional time because we have, as you said, AI. You, we have new tool, we have new trend. So basically, you can. It's time to restructure your business. It's time to make your business uh, as efficient as possible because in a recession, you are not looking at your income. You are looking at your expense. Mm -hmm. So you want to reduce your expense, you want to increase your productivity and you want to stop just going for income, just going for, for like growing. You want to be able to control. And I think, for example, AI, uh, us, for, uh, for, uh, for example, before uh, we have like one person looking at like email and say, this is a bug. This is a technical aspect. This is, and now with like AI, you can di directly categorize. You can save time. You can automate things. Uh, you you cannot do everything, but you can save time and become more productive because you want to use our like resource the best way. So in a recession, uh, the, the 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 fact is you want to basically get the most with what you have, 
and yeah. Uh, yeah, and I would say definitely use a new tool, explore and use AI to basically uh, make your company as efficient as possible. And people should be doing that all the time too, right? Yeah. But there's instances like this where it kind of just reminds you that, you know, we need a good processes in place. We need an efficient exactly. business here. Let's get back to the basics here before we... It, it, exactly. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, uh, and basically what you see, it's really like uh, intelligent because people wait for, for, wait for recession or wait for problem to look for a solution. But as you said, we should be proactive. So we should be always... Uh, in like alert of what I can do to like improve, what I can do to to like improve process, to go faster, to to basically uh, improve quality, etc. And yeah, exactly what you said. It's really like intelligent. So basically, to 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 not wait for a recession to start refactoring, but just keep yep. in mind that you have to always be alert. Yep. And if you need a wake up call, there's one there's one here kind of <laughs> coming. So, you know, but use this opportunity to kind of, you know, keep that as part of your core value propositions for your company and just uh, ensure that you have that going even during the good times. Um, and and I guess, uh, yeah, aside from that, I guess um, learning a little bit more about you, I guess, have you, have you ever experienced failure as a founder? You know, myself, um, I've you know failed many times and I've had some wins as well. But um, the failures always teach you the most about yourself and you know what you know you, you walk away yeah. with the best lessons in life from that um tons. so i guess could you hear any yeah. moments that you failed and what you learned yeah so tons of failure uh i love failure uh but <laughs> i love control i love control failure mm -hmm. uh, so what's happening is uh, for example when you run a company you have always this balance of should i put more feature should mm -hmm. i put more time to increase tech should I put some time to hire more people? Uh, should I have uh, a better customer support? And uh, one of the biggest mistakes that I do is at the beginning, uh, when I launched the API, I was so excited about people asking questions or doing, oh, I need this data, I need this data. So I was always adding on top, right? And creating top and top and top and top and top. And the problem is uh, the cost of AWS, uh, cost in general, just increase, increase, and you can just create something for one user or for two users. And the problem is, uh, as a French people, we tend to like say yes a lot. We, <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are really like, yeah, yeah, we can do it, we can do it. And the problem is, at some time, my biggest fear is like, uh, was on the he, he says no a lot actually. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's probably because I went also in Canada and I was a, a bit international, <laughs> but, but like basically, uh, yeah, so 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 then the, the, the good part is then uh, a new CTO arrived, Jack, that was uh, incredibly good. And he told me, just uh, pause, uh, take some time and let's refactor everything. And it took us a year and a half to refactor the whole code. When, when I say refactor, it's not refactor, it's redo the whole code complexity. Uh, to be able to have something scalable and to be able to handle everything. So it was kind of a bit painful because uh, to say to your user, we cannot do this feature or this feature because we are refactoring. It's kind of, you will lose some customer, or, but uh, I think it, 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 it's, a, it, it's a great thing. So so, so definitely uh, uh, unlike advice is, uh, is like basically uh, build something really robust from the beginning because startups scale really fast. Uh, US yeah. market is, uh, is, uh, is a really big market. And when people like your, uh, uh, recommend your product, you get more and more, and you, you need to be able to scale 
and to have a really strong tech. So yeah, so that was my biggest failure, but but that was my biggest learn because exactly. from so basically from now on, uh, I have like a really strong tech team, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, and that was and uh, uh, and at the end it was really worth it. Yeah, to kind of put it at a high level for people, I always explain to them, you know, you can have a strong foundation, right? If you have a great foundation, you can build a huge building on top of yeah. it. And you see, even in New York, some of these buildings, I'm like, how does that thing even stand, you know? But yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it all starts with uh, how, the foundational bricks of how you build everything, and including yeah, totally the startup. Uh, yeah, so that's yeah. always a great lesson to learn and uh, always revisit again. <laughs> Just say, yeah, 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 yeah. do we need this feature? Is this really solving our core customer problem? Or exactly, 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 exactly. What wh what you say? It's really it's really like intelligent. Is it is it in our core business that we want to add this, or is it something that we just want to please someone? Yeah. And uh, and this is where like uh, and this is like, like when you understand this, you really focus on your core, so you can build all your like info to build like as you said to build. It's like a house. You build the strong foundation, so you can add things on top. And yeah. Yeah, try to be all things to all people and, and nothing to anybody at the same time. So be very good at your core competencies. And, you know, somebody might have a particular feature that they want for, for their needs, but maybe right. your other customers don't really care about that feature. So yeah. if you start building all this stuff, then it's going to really detract from uh, all of your other customer base and how everybody else uses the product. So exactly. Exactly. Definitely. Yeah. 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 That's that. That, that was that. Yeah. Yeah. That was. And uh, and I'm telling you, it's one year and a half to to like rebuild. So so like any any founder listening, start from the beginning. Uh, think of it uh, a lot at the beginning, because as more your application will scale, the more the, the people will have, and the more the the like refactoring will be like complex. And the term MVP comes to mind always. And, and it's the tried and true tactic to getting a product to market um, because it, it forces you to really focus on identifying what that core value proposition for the product is. Um, if you focus on the MVP, not only is it more cost effective, uh, mm -hmm. you don't waste a lot of time getting into market, uh, but more importantly, which is often overlooked, is that you really get down to the core features of your product that really matter to people. And you know, getting that out in front of people, you can use to verify if you have product market fit, and you can actually build on top of that. Now, that's called the foundation. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Definitely right. agree with you. Yes. Well, what other challenges did you guys face as a company, and how, how did you overcome them? So the most challenging uh, was the people. Uh, so the main challenging is basically uh, when you're a startup, uh, each individual is really important. Uh, it, it can break or make a company. So the 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 the, the biggest challenging was to find the right people. Uh, mm -hmm. We were lucky because at the beginning uh, we were open source. It's a kind of software that basically anyone can like uh, 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 contribute. So I had the strategy of basically hiring the best contributor. So 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 basically I learned that. Um, hiring people that are really passionate about your business and uh, and are kind, uh, you know, w w want you to to like su succeed will make your company a good place to go to live and yeah. to talk. And, and this is crucial because people overlook at this because they want the best developer, they want the best. Nah, nah. But if you don't have someone that really wants your good, really want the company to to go well. 
it can be a big issue. It can be a big issue. Yeah, I agree. You could even take B players and you could, they could perform like an A player if they're really motivated and they really believe in okay. the, the core mission of the company. Um, as I always say, you know, when hiring people or uh, analyzing whether to hire people, anybody will take your money. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. but it, to find the people that are really truly passionate about the problem that your company solves and recruiting those people, those are the people really motivated to actually solve problems for customers and actually help people out. Uh, so if you build a team of people like that, I mean, they'll they'll problem solve and come up with solutions. And that's what you need at the end of the day. You're never going to have everything figured out, right? But if you have a motivated team that's willing to put in the work and uh, willing yeah. to think through things, they could accomplish anything. Yeah, um, and, plus, uh, and plus, if I can add, is... Uh, I, I, I learned also, if you can serve someone, be transparent. Yep. Uh, when you're with your employee, be transparent about everything, uh, about the difficulty of the company, about the success, about the tech, about the revenue, about everything. Be transparent uh, because uh, people, when they trust in you, uh, they, will do, they will do their best. And, uh, and now we develop, uh, like we have like daily meetings, weekly meetings, we share everything with like all of our, uh, we have different meetings, but we have tech meeting, we have a commercial meeting and we, and we share everything. So we just say, this is the, the like hour, just tell us there is a problem. There is something, just go ahead, tell us anything, just be free and talk to us. So when you build this trust and people just tell you if there is any issue or if there is any, something good, you can be prepared and you can all work to, together so for example oh there is that client that was not really happy about that oh uh, let's see what we can do then a tech guy will say oh but me i can do this and that. and basically you create a trust and you create like a transparency uh, which is a key uh, and when we have do this transparency everyone is part of the company and feel that you don't hide anything so yeah so that that, that was yeah that was something it's all about problem solving right and, and uh, if you you don't take the ostrich approach and just stick your head in the sand, you know, like yeah. uh, we, you should open up the, about the problems, you know what I mean? Because that's the fun part, honestly, like identifying a problem and going after it to, to fix it. Um, yeah. So if you're transparent with yourself and your team, you could uh, identify those problems and get to work on it. Um, exactly. And the benefits accordingly. Um, yeah, yeah. I also feel like the word like employee is kind of a misnomer. <laughs> like, exactly. exactly. Of, like treating people like, like, oh, you're an employee. It, it's like, I use the term team member now, like for everyone, yeah. hey, we're, we're on the same team here. Um, so definitely. It, it, definitely. it has this profound effect in uh, changing the way people perceive like their value on the team and where, kind of where they fit in and everything. Uh, what, yeah. what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, because yeah, because basically uh, uh, founders has to, like, like, like we have to know that without them, we, 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 we cannot do anything. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not someone that is working for you. It's yeah. someone that is working with you True. Uh, because basically we are building value together. And, uh, and basically, everyone is at the same level. There is no employee, employer, etc. We just work all together for one goal, is to make the customer happy and to create an amazing company. Uh, and this is our... And we have a shared goal. And basically, we are all working toward the, the like same goal. But it's not like uh, employee. The problem is employee, people see as tasks to do and things. I don't say like that. I see that we are all on the same team. We have a, 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 a common goal and let's make it happen and yeah. let's have fun. You know, let, let, let's make it, uh, you know, let's make it amazing. This is what I see.
Yeah, I agree totally. If you if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. You know what I mean? You could be twelve hours, and you're like, wow, I just did twelve hour day. <laughs> but um, it, it's it's fun, you know, doing all the problem solving, and you know, feeling like you have purpose in the work that you do, and uh, you know, refining a culture for the company where that's that's kind of the that's the motto, right? And people feel like yeah. they really really have a purpose there. I think that's that's the key going forward for any company that wants to grow into something great. I guess uh, what are some of your favorite books that you've read over the last year? Um, that other fans uh, reading as well. Yeah, so th that's going to be interesting. So, 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 so basically, those are like uh, French uh, French book. It's called André Bambersky, okay. que la justice soit rendue, so may the justice may serve. And basically, uh, it's not a book about finance. It's about, uh, it's about someone that has his uh, his uh, his basically uh, uh, child that uh, was uh, murdered, and basically. Um, uh, it's the whole story of him uh, basically uh, going after the, the like, uh, truth. So this book, uh, what I really like about this is uh, it took French uh, government 30 years to recognize and to put the people in jail. And basically, the father uh, explained that during all his life, he fight for like truth. And basically, it shows you the determination that sometimes some fight are needed. And uh, mm -hmm. as a founder, it gives me this uh, strength. Like be, because basically, all founders, we all have the same insight. It is we want to achieve a mission. We want to like do something inside of us. And something is pushing us that someone, uh, th that basically, it's, it, it's sometimes difficult to like explain to people. Uh, but we all know that, and basically, this book is about that because his he, he, his own mission is to find what happened to basically his uh, his like child, and uh, yeah, and that was the book that uh, that I read, and uh, and that was uh, that was it's amazing. If you can read it, it's it's also in English. You you you, you can get it. It's it's truly really amazing because you can see how complex the fight can be. But yeah. how worth it sometimes uh, to be, uh, you know, like uh, dedicated and to just don't let go. You know, sometimes uh, it will happen and you just have to keep faith, you know. Yeah, don't uh, don't expect the overnight success. You know, look at uh, entrepreneurship as a career. It's really, you know, it might not even be your first or your second. It could be your third. It could be your fourth. Um, I think the Kentucky Fried Chicken guy started when he was like 60 or something really old. Um, but it's it's a passion right and if you love what you do and you know more importantly you can empathize with customers needs you could really and really care about actually solving people's problems you'll see the effect of that and, and the effect will be people actually like your product because you built it for them <laughs> um and that's, yeah. that's you know the basis of a successful business um i guess any any final thoughts for financial modeling prep and your api and uh what should people uh you know why should people check you out today and uh get get started on your platform yeah so first of all we are really excited uh, uh, as we said, uh, there is new technology, AI, that we are deeply into now. Uh, we are looking to extract as much data as possible to make the unstructured stru uh, stru uh, stru uh, structured. And basically, uh, what we want is uh, basically always involve and, uh, you know, like uh, embrace new technology and uh, give as much data as possible to make uh, the like investor the more aware uh, of the 
uh, of the business out there. And we are going to look also into private companies. So we're going to look into registering companies because we find also that private companies sometimes deserve also some like exposition. And um, we are looking definitely into this. And before it was complex because it was PDF, it was text, it was unstructured data again. Uh, that was complex, and now everything becomes available. Everything, uh, even news, can be parsed. So we are so excited because uh, not only now we have like a really proper and solid infrastructure, we have uh, re uh, reliable data, and we have uh, uh, a future uh, CASI unlimited because uh, now we can parse uh, unstructured data, and uh, the more time goes, the more uh, take uh, take like improve. Uh, and the better it is for like everyone. So, yeah. Well, if uh, anybody out, out there listening to this is serious about their financial market data, this guy has all of it. <laughs> so Thanks. feel free to check out their platform today. Um, I highly do not recommend that you try to parse all that data yourself and try to go looking for it yourself. These guys already have the source and they could, uh, you know, I, I totally agree with your mission to make unstructured data more structured. It's just going to make it a lot easier for people to make uh, smart market uh, market moves based on this financial data. Uh, so yeah. if anybody wants to get started today, uh, feel free to go check out their website at financialmodelingprep.com uh, or check it out today in uh, Nacho Nacho's B2B SaaS marketplace. Uh, we do offer 25% cash back for premium members. Um, Nacho Nacho is the best place to buy SaaS and financial modeling prep is the best place to get your financial market data. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks a lot for like having me and I'm looking forward to it. Likewise. Thanks, Antoine. Thank you. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Cool. There we go. That was